My hope is that most of you guys will be in luck with what happens tonight because my hope is literally that this sermon will put you to sleep. Okay? That's my goal. That's my desire. Eli was like, Eli was like, do you want us to go to sleep tonight? And I was like, yes, Eli, for the 11th time I've heard that joke today. Yes, that's what I want. My hope is that this sermon will make you want to go to sleep. So for those of you who, like, while Ben and I are up here, like, pouring out our souls on Wednesday night, and I'm doing it, I'm watching your eyes, like, get droopy, like, this, tonight is for you. So, like, rejoice, enjoy it, hang out. Um, my napping people rejoice. So, so here, here's what this is. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I talk to people, and the first thing they tell me is that they're tired. That's the first thing they say, it, be it students, adults, parents, church, unchurched. Everybody is looking for rest. They really are. Everyone is looking for rest. Sleep takes up about 30% of our lives. 30%. Almost a third of your life you spend asleep. Um, and, and yet, when was the last time we heard a sermon on sleep? When was the last time there was a small group study on sleep? And this is why we need one. This is why you need a sermon on sleep. According to one study, half the country, I'm just going to stop right there, half the country, 156,566,000 people in this country, people who, who work at your bank, people who are on the road with you, qualify as being sleep-deprived. 156 million people, people who cook the food at your restaurants. You ever thought about that? People in your schools, people defending our country, people in all of those different groups are lacking sleep. You really don't think that lack of sleep is making an impact on us, is making an impact on our country? This is why that's a huge problem. So, so let's go deeper for a second. Resting is hardwired into who you are as a person, into who you are as a creation of God. Either, And you can do the best you can. You can go out there and try to stay up as late as you want, as long as you want. Eventually, your body is going to force you to rest. Either you can rest or you will be forced to rest. Rest is a part of what makes you human. Just like your body was designed to naturally take in oxygen, your body was designed to naturally rest. And just like a body that doesn't take in oxygen, imagine what would happen to a body that didn't take in oxygen. The results for not taking in rest can be just as bad. Because here's how it works, okay? Here's how it works. Your body has an internal clock, okay? And you can look this up anywhere. Your body has an internal clock, a system that tells the brain when to release different chemicals at different times of the day that your body needs, okay? One of those chemicals is what's called melatonin, okay? Melatonin is a chemical your brain releases that makes you feel the following, drowsy, it causes your muscles to relax. It causes your heart rate to slow down. It helps you go to sleep. This chemical called melatonin is released from your brain, and it helps you go to sleep. Your body releases melatonin every day. Do you know when it releases melatonin? 
it releases melatonin in the early evening as the sun is beginning to go down. It continues to release melatonin until 3 a.m. when it peaks. And then after 3 a.m., your body slowly stops releasing melatonin. The sun comes up. The light from the sun triggers your brain to stop releasing melatonin. That's why you wake up in the morning. That's what triggers you to wake up. Melatonin releasing coordinates with night. Melatonin is cut off by exposure to the sunlight in the morning, thus waking you up. Your body is connected to the environment in ways we are only just beginning to understand. We were built to work, Genesis 2.15, but we were also built to rest. And the earth was built with a day and the earth was built with a night. The blueprint of the earth and the blueprint of your body is one and the same. Because the creator of the earth and the creator of your body are one and the same. If that doesn't send up a big red flag that your body and the earth were created by the same person, Night is also when cells in your body repair themselves. The brain gets exposed to chemicals during sleep that it needs to repair and restore at night. Without, without these chemicals, they get released when you sleep, without these chemicals, your brain can be badly affected in the areas of stress level, amen, mood, hunger, empathy. All of these are affected by lack of of sleep. All of these things are connected to sleep. This is, and you hear this all the time, but this is what's behind it. This is why exposure to cell phone screens and TV screens and laptop screens right before bed is bad for you because the light coming from those triggers your brain just like sunlight does. It cuts off the melatonin. That's why you can't sleep when you're looking at these things. So many of us are walking around weaker and more tired than we really could be. You like The Walking Dead? Bruh, look around your classroom. I'm glad that landed. I'm really glad that went. Um, but far more than just physical implications. So that's the physical side. But here's where we go a little deeper. Far more than just the physical implications, lack of sleep speaks volumes about you spiritually. Lack of sleep speaks volumes about your heart. You were created by God and designed to sleep at night. What you do instead of sleep shines a light on the things you value more than God's good design. Now, I'm not talking about going to a sleepover and stay up late with your friends. That's not idolatry. That's not, that's not what that is, okay? Um, but I'm talking about every day, be it during the school year or during the summertime, long after your parents and your body have told you, hey, it's time to go to bed, you're still awake. Why is that? In front of the TV, on social media, still, long after your body has sent the signal saying, it's time to go to bed. This is not how God designed you. So what is it in that moment that you love more than His good design? Because these things will only cause you pain in the long run. And you don't see God's good design just in the Bible. 
we see His good design woven into all parts of our life. And we see the consequences of disobeying this design for rest as well. A um, couple of facts and figures here. The National Basketball Association, the NBA, okay, makes about $6 billion a year. It's pretty good, right? I, if you took a sixth of that, you'd have a billion dollars, okay? The NBA makes $6 billion a year, right? Businesses lose $63 billion a year due to lack of sleep. How so? Lack of sleep results in poor employee performance, which results in mistakes being made that cost businesses money. Or if you're trying to sell something but you don't get enough sleep the night before, you won't be as enthusiastic about what you're selling, so the sale will fall through. You say something wrong in a business meeting and a deal that should have gone down instead just falls through. A guy named Jeff Bezos, and you'll learn who this is in a minute. Jeff Bezos is a guy who says this. Listen to this. I'm more alert. I think more clearly. I feel better all day long if I've had seven to eight hours of sleep. That's, not, that's, that's the norm, seven to eight hours. That's nothing crazy. I think more clearly, and I'm more alert if I've had seven to eight hours of sleep. Jeff Bezos is the CEO of a company called Amazon, and he is worth $83 billion. Now, because he sleeps eight hours a day, is that why he has $83 billion? No. Is the fact that he sleeps eight hours a day related to the fact that he has $83 billion? Absolutely, it is. Just two nights in a row, okay, two nights, Monday, Tuesday, just two nights in a row of getting too little sleep can reduce your reaction time, attention span, and endurance by 20%. A fifth of your endurance is cut after two nights of not getting enough sleep, which is why, this is not a joke, which is why professional elite athletes are beginning, the big fad in pro athletics right now is to hire what's called a sleep coach or a sleep counselor to help the athlete get to sleep deeper and faster. No lie. LeBron James averages 11 to 12 hours of sleep a night. You think he's out partying? Don't be a fool. 11 to 12 hours. Olympian sprinter Usain Bolt, 8 to 10 hours. Tennis champion Roger Federer, 11 to 12 hours. A guy named Grant Hill was in the NBA for 19 seasons. And that's getting rarer and rarer to be in the NBA that long. Listen to what Grant Hill says. Sleep was just as important as exercise while I was in the NBA. Did you, do you hear that? This guy's money is made based on his body. And instead of saying working out first, he puts sleep right up front. Here's the last one here. And this is where it's like, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not getting a regular amount of healthy sleep, you are breaking the sixth commandment. The sixth commandment is do not commit murder. The National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration... Yeah, right, that'll wake you up, pun intended. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, if you can remember that, props to you, we got a podcast, says, falling asleep at the wheel results in 100,000 crashes, 71,000 injuries, and 1,550 deaths per year. Don't tell me lack of sleep is a non-issue is something that we don't need to think on and take seriously. Disasters such as the Exxon Valdez oil spill, the Challenger space shuttle explosion, the Metro North train crash in New York City, all have been investigated and are all linked to sleep deprivation by some employee on staff at some level. 
they are all connected to sleep deprivation. And you say, well, I'm not going to, I don't even know what Exxon Valdez, I'm not going to do that. I'm, it's fine. And I'm, you probably won't. And I, I hope you don't. I don't want to be the youth pastor of the, of the Exxon Valdez guy. Um, but, but remember, lack of sleep. What did we just talk about? Lack of sleep directly affects your stress level. Lack of sleep directly affects your mood, which gives you a much shorter temper with mom and dad, which gives you a much shorter fuse with your younger and older siblings, with your teacher or your boss. It causes you to move much closer to hating those people. And Jesus says if you hate someone in your heart. And to fix, the, to fix this problem, you don't need to read the Bible nine hours a day. You need to do what the Bible says and go to sleep. Sleeping results in higher levels of patience and more responsible actions. Make no mistake about it. Sleep is a way we love our neighbor. But not just our neighbor. Sleep is a way to show that you trust God. Sleep, listen my napping people, sleep is a way of worship. Sleep is a way of worship. I think, and this is what I mean, I think one of the things that kills Christians, one of the things that damages and destroys our hearts is stress. Especially with your generation. Studies show that your generation's stress level is often higher than the national average. Let, let, me, let me do it like this. Here's why we put rest and trust together. When problems come into your life, you do everything you can to fix those problems. And that's good. That's fine. Except when you do everything you can and the problems don't get better. Then your stress level rises. You yell. You take it out on the steering wheel. You take it out in your room. You complain. You get short-tempered and angry. Why do you do that? I'm not telling you to stop. I'm saying, why? Why do you fly off the handle when you run out of options? Because really, the only person that you trust to fix things is yourself. That's why you begin to spiral when you can't fix things. You don't have anyone else that you trust in. You work hard, which is good, but your trust in God is, is weak. True rest, listen to this, true rest is not about making rest a priority. It's about making trust a priority. True rest is not about making rest a priority. It's about making trust a priority. Trusting God with your life, that's where you find true rest. And when you get rest at night or in the evening, when you get good sleep, that is practice for trusting God. You're trusting Him with your problems. He can do more, and we say this all the time, but you think about this. He can do more in a minute. A minute. He can do more in a minute than you can do in a thousand years. Think about all the good he can do in the seven to eight hours that you are out cold. Think about that. When we rest, we are practicing trust in God. Here's how. Every night when you're asleep, you stop working completely. 
You're not working to get ahead. You're not trying to figure out drama that's happening. You're not trying to figure out a way to get the attention of the guy or the girl that you like. You're not trying to fix family problems. When you sleep, you show the world that the world can survive without you. It's a big step of humility and trust to take time to rest. Let's talk about relationships for a minute. You are trusting that your relationship will survive when you cut the night short with someone special to go home and rest. You're showing that the relationship is not totally dependent on you being around the other person. So many people, when they get in a relationship, they just, they, and it's like stuck. They don't go anywhere. They stay there all the time. And, here, and you know this is true. So often, couples will burn out on each other, especially in high school and college, because, here's the secret, because they spend so much time together that the time you spend with the other person has begun to replace the healthy habits in your life. Like getting enough sleep. By going home at the right time at night. By leaving, even during the day sometimes, you are getting your life back in order and glorifying God by doing life the way He intended it to be done, which is healthy amounts of activity and healthy amounts of rest. Just like the earth was designed with a healthy amount of sunlight and a healthy amount of night. To my single people and my dating people, your relationship will not survive and be healthy unless you leave at the right time to get healthy rest. I can guarantee it. Because if you will do this, if you will do this, your soul will be healthier because you'll be doing what God designed you to do. You'll interact with that special person on such a healthier level. Because you'll be interacting with 100% of your healthy, rested soul instead of 40% of your unhealthy soul. Because you took time away from rest. Did I just say that sleeping the way God intended you to sleep will help you get and keep a girlfriend? Yes, I did. It will. I promise you, it will. So many of you are going to like, you're going to like go home tonight and you're going to be like, your mom's going to be like, how was the sermon? You're, I, I got to go to bed. I'm going to bed. And you're going to be like, and mom's going to be like, what, what are you talking It's biblical, mom. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you in the morning. We will talk about it in the morning. Sleep well. Now I lay me down. Just, and you're just going to keep going. Now, okay. How, it, it is. It is biblical. I'm telling you, bro. How, how do, now, how do rest and trust go together? To rest is to trust the Lord. How do rest and trust go together? Biblical example, and then we'll be done. Help me out. Someone besides Brooks. You're awesome, but I want to share the ball. How, how, on the seventh day, God did what? There we go. Brooks, hit me. On the seventh day, God did what? You the man, brother. All right. He rested. This word to rest, it means he stopped working. Okay? He stopped. He was finished. So he rested. He wasn't tired. He didn't need sleep. 
This day was called the Sabbath. His work was complete. Now, move forward to Moses and the Israelites. The seventh day was a celebration of God's work being done. So they were not to work on that day as a celebration of God's work being finished. Listen to Exodus chapter 20, verses 10 through 11. The Lord said, But on the seventh day is a Sabbath day of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male or female servant or your animals or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days, so why? For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that was in them. And he rested or stopped on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Think about this. Now, they're not supposed to rest. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. But, but, whoa, 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 whoa. Think for a minute. Think about how bizarre this is. There were no supermarkets at this time. So what you eat depends on how hard you work while you hunt or while you plant and grow. With no construction company, your house goes up when you finish building it, when you finish working on it. There is no holiday. There is no weekend. There is no day off. You can rest when you have food. You can rest when you have clothes. You can rest when your house is built. That's what determined when you stopped. No other country in existence had a Sabbath at this time. Why would they? Stop work. I, I can't work today. Well, bro, you don't have a roof, so you need to like, you need to keep, you need to keep, get the wheelbarrow. You need to keep going. It's the Sabbath day. I can't work. Their very lives depended on their work. Giving the Sabbath, giving a day of no work, was God's way of showing Israel and showing the world, you don't depend on your work. You depend on me. I provide for you. I take care of you. Think about this. When you were slaves in Egypt, you worked harder than anybody did in Egypt. Non-stop. And yet your work didn't free you from Egypt. I did. Your work doesn't ultimately free you. I do. And in the same way, your work will not ultimately care for you. I will. Take a day off in the week to show that you trust me. That you trust my work. That's the point of why we rest. And that's what we give up when we don't rest. We give up our trust in God. The Sabbath was a day of trust. Think about this. This is what an Israelite would say. I'm not finished. I've got all this to do. But whatever you start, Lord, you finish. And I trust you. That sounds no different than in our lives today. Don't miss also that Adam and Eve were created on the sixth day. And so their first full day on earth was the Sabbath. Adam and Eve's first full day was spent celebrating God's finished work with God. The whole point of the Sabbath was to remember and rely on God to rely on His finished work. Let me ask you this. Where does God's finished work take human form? Where does God's finished work 
take human form. Help me out. In John 19.30, when Christ is hanging on the cross, Christ says what? It is finished. Before, see, before Jesus came, on the Sabbath, Israelites would have to say, I can't see that your work is finished, but I'm trusting you. But now on the cross, we see that God's work was finished in Jesus Christ. The Sabbath was to show us, think about this, the Sabbath, don't work, I'll take care of you, right? The Sabbath was to show us that it's not about works. Well, who really shows us that it's not about works? Jesus. Jesus is the true and better Sabbath day. Christ is such a better, fuller embodiment of the Sabbath. And He rose on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. Which is why we don't celebrate the Sabbath, which is technically Saturday. And which, which day it is, or I've, I've been doing it wrong the whole time, it, do, it doesn't matter. Listen to Romans chapter 14, verse 5. Paul says, one person regards one day above the other. Could be the Sabbath, could be another day. Others regard every day the same. Each person must be, must be fully convinced in his own mind of what he will choose. Paul is saying, since we trust not in a particular day, we trust in a particular person. Since we trust that the finished work of Jesus was done, we don't need a specific day to show trust in God. We show that every day through trusting Christ with our lives and through rest. When you rest, you work better, you feel better, you live better, you enjoy God more. You see God more clearly. And that's the main thing. You were built to rest because you were built to love God. The whole point of your existence is to love God. Why are we here? Why are you here on this earth? To love God. Rest helps you love God. That's the key. If you stay up all night, you're telling the world, I'm the one I trust to keep my job. I'm the one I trust to keep my relationship going. I'm the one I trust to keep my friendships alive. I'm the one I trust with my life. But if you sleep and make rest a priority, you are showing the world that I trust someone else to keep my relationship going. I trust someone else to keep my friendships alive. I trust someone else with my life. And I pray for you as we close, I pray for you that that person is Jesus Christ. Do you trust Him? And not just like a, not just, let's just, okay, here we go. Just notes are over here. I'm over here. Just trusting Him is not just walking forward, saying a prayer. That's fine. But to trust Him means to set other things aside. Things that ultimately just bring more stress into your life anyway. You put those things aside so that you can really have true rest. That's what trusting Christ is. Putting other things aside so that you can have true rest in Him. Are you ready to actually enter into that rest? 